0: We've got a huge inside the NRL coming your way. Where to now for the Roosters after another double blow, headlined by Brett Morris's likely career ending ACL tear, and there's also major injury concerns on the other side of Anzac Parade. Broncos legend Steve Renoff joins us as Dave Donaghy begins his reign at Red Hill, but will Wayne Bennett be returning to Brisbane? We cross to Tom as the manly fullback prepares for game 100 in the NRL. Yeah, massive show coming your way. Thanks so much for joining us on Inside the NRL. I'm Zach Bailey, joined by Michael Chamis from the Sydney Morning Herald and 2010 Premiership winner Jamie Sow. Jamie, you know it's not November yet. You've gone off six months uh, early. Oh, yeah, yes, uh, It actually suits me. I, I don't know why. <laughs> oh, who told, you, who told uh, you that? My wife. Uh,
1: you <laughs> yeah, know the, only opinion that matters, Zach.
0: Must be
2: okay. April Fool's if it's not November.
0: That's all that matters. Uh, sowie has got hair on his face. I want to know what uh, left egg on Michael and Jamie's face after round eight. So, along with the Mo, you've also got egg on your face because of who? Uh, yeah, look,
1: Friday night, I uh, went off a little bit early. uh tweeted 22 <laughs> 0. I went off about Jermaine Isarco, uh not being a fullback. And here's my tweet. So, I just wanted to say it must be tough for the Broncos fans. Uh, you know, under, you've got to be so good defensively as a fullback. And I just, I still think to this very minute right now that he's not a fullback. Then he proceeds to uh, go on and set up three tries and score two himself in the space of about five minutes.
0: That's yeah. how good he was. Um, and he so was, that tweet yeah. was 15 minutes later, yeah. then at 9.15? 15?
1: Uh, yeah, I wrote, Osako might be the best ever fullback for the Broncos. And I mean, obviously he's not. Darren Lockyer, Carmichael Hunt, to name a few, Justin Hodges when he played there. So, uh, But yeah, Jermaine Osako, I apologise, you left the egg on my face.
0: Michael, you text me at 817 pm on Friday night. nothing cheeky in it and you said who left egg on your face
2: yeah i'm going to admit to tyrone peachy left egg on my face i I thought tyrone peachy was heading towards done and dusted last year i just felt the moves of the titans didn't work for him he was an origin player when he went up there and he's just started to fade away but the new rules and the position that you're playing at locked there he's been sensational for the titans this year i know they didn't get the the job done in the end but i think tyrone peachy's back to that kind of form that we saw him Rewarded uh, with an Origin jersey, so good to see you. are a Tyrone Peachy fan.
1: Love Tyrone Peachy M- The most gifted like player that I've ever played with in Be terms cool. of just natural talent could play anywhere in your team But apparently he's like
0: deceptively strong
1: yeah really, really that's right. he could well. play any literally play anywhere on your team. He's that fast to play in the backs and he's you know big and strong enough to play in the forwards.
0: All right, breaking news in the NRL this afternoon. Channel 9's Danny Widler. Michael, one of your colleagues is reporting that George Williams is homesick and wants to head back to the UK. What's the latest on this developing story?
2: It's an interesting one. Uh, I spoke to Danny a little bit earlier about it. So basically George Williams has admitted to to the Raiders that he's not yeah, he's feeling a bit homesick. Uh, what that means going forward, is still unclear. He hasn't asked to leave the club. He hasn't asked to go back home for a break. It's, it's just a watch, watch and see what happens with this going forward. The, the Raiders are aware now, and at least this way, it won't come as a surprise as much if he does turn around at the end of the year and say, look, my time, I've enjoyed here, but my time is up. But there's no suggestion that's the case. At the moment, all it is, George Williams telling the club that he is not feeling... As good as he once did in Australia, away from friends and family. Do you think he'll see out this year with the Raiders? I think he will. I think he will. Uh, Funny things have happened in rugby league, but I think George Williams will at least see out the year. And the other thing is... No-one's ever happy when they're losing. So I imagine that sort of compounds it a little bit as well. You get on a run, you sort of start feeling better in yourself. Um, but just wait and see what happens with George Williams now.
0: And he's injured as well. But Sowie, they brought him to the club as the missing piece after going so close in the 2019 grand final. Is he that missing piece that could lead them to a premiership? They've lost four straights. They've got bigger issues than just George Williams. At the yeah, rate. he came
1: in off the back of a grand final appearance as well. Um, that they, well, they were up there competing for that. I just feel like he's gone away from... And some of the Raiders, to be honest, they've lost their identity. They've gone away from the things that work for them, being nitty-gritty defensively team, and then having running 5'8 and running halfback who don't run the ball at the moment. So um, I've always found it an issue that forwards that come over from the Super League find it an easier transition. You're defending shoulder to shoulder. You've had a lot more practice at doing that kind of stuff. You come over here as a half, an outside back, and you can struggle very quickly. Remember Sam Tonkins. Yeah, you know, he was fantastic. I think he won the gold, uh, the Super League Man of Steel, and then came over to, to the Warriors and was built and, and never really quite found his feet. So the outside backs struggle a little bit because of those guys that have been in the Australian system. Maybe George is feeling that at the moment, but you know, you've got one of the world's best ever halfbacks in Ricky Stewart in your corner as well, who will know how to unlock that. Have
2: we underestimated the loss of John Bateman to the Raiders?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think that his steeliness and his grit and competitiveness. Yeah. Oh, at the moment when I'm doing power rankings and watching teams and analysing I'm seeing teams that don't compete for 80 minutes and that's, you know, that's the teams that, aren't out, that are outside of the sort of top 5 they don't compete for 80 minutes every single week so they find it really really hard John Bateman brought that he brought that
0: he expected that he demanded that which became infectious and not every team has that All right, well, hopefully uh, George Williams sees out his his time in the NRL. Uh, Right now he's dealing with a hamstring injury. But that wasn't the biggest injury out of the weekend. Sadly, Brett Morris's long and illustrious career could be over. Potentially the Roosters' premiership hopes as well when the veteran winger went down on Saturday night with a suspected ACL tear. Sowie, he's a good mate of yours. Mm. You won a comp alongside him in 2010. Those scenes were distressing, both on field and then in the sheds afterwards with Josh.
1: Yeah, I was almost crying on air, um, calling the game for 2GB. And, yeah, he's such a lovable guy um, to be around. And, you know, I was lucky enough to win the comp with him, as you said. But what he's done, you know, when he was at the Bulldogs, I don't think he would mind me saying this. When he was at the Bulldogs, I wasn't sure that it was still the Brett Morris that I played with, um, the excitement for the game, the passion was burning. Yep, he was out there competing and trying really hard. But when he went to the Roosters, he went there and transformed... Yeah, that wing spot again, Like he reinvented himself and and that was one of the most impressive things. The respect he has within the game on and off the field is, is almost second to none. I've said it for a long time and it's no disrespect to Wendell Saylor and the other great wingers that have played the game but Brett Morris is the best
0: winger ever. That's it. End of discussion and here's why I guess you say that, look at some of the stats, let's look at some of the stats uh, for Brett Morris's great career, 276 NRL matches, 176 tries, that is a remarkable strike rate, top try scorer back in 2009, he won two comps, one with UCL in 2010, then again in 2019 with the Roosters, 15 state of origin appearances for New South Wales, 18 tests for his country scoring 23 tries so he's handy. Uh, Michael, is he the greatest winger of all time?
2: Oh well, look, Yeah, for me, I, I don't want to go back. It's from for me and as, as a Dragons fan, like I, I felt like he was the best winger I've seen. I think he was in the, the, the NRL.com team of the decade that was voted on by quite a few of the legends of the game. So I, I don't think you can argue with him being the best winger of this generation, the best winger of the, the last couple of decades, Sowie, and you know it goes back a long time to say best winger ever, but the, the results and the stats speak for themselves and just, the, as you said, the competitiveness of Brett Morris. You just always felt like something special was there. And who'll ever forget that moment in Origin when he busted his shoulder, didn't he, and mm, he continued to play. It's, um, he, it Not many people
1: know it. he got dropped in 2000... Well, not dropped, but not picked for the first-grade side in 2009. So I think he missed the first two games. Uh, Wendell Saylor and uh, Jay started, and then he came back in, played on the right wing, and just reminded me he scored that try on Anzac Day. Um, someone passed it to him, I can't remember who. But um, <laughs> no, But he got and he came back in and worked so hard you know, for a guy that didn't start the year in Wayne Bennett's best 17. And Wayne said, I'll pick my best 17. I don't care if you're out of position, to turn himself and score 22 tries and get the try-scoring record on the last night at Cogra." And I think he scored 20-odd the next year as well. Like, it was, yeah. He's, but
0: it's also the way he reinvented his, himself and got fitter again after those lean years. Well, lean years at the Dogs and the grand final, I... I can't remember who got uh oh, Luke Curie,
1: did he get it for, against the Raiders? Uh, Jack White got the yeah. Clive J- Brett Morris probably should have got it. Yeah, you know, he was up there and that's no disrespect, it was Jack White and he was fantastic on the night, but they hammered Brett Morris. You know, the old winger can't do it. He diffused the play, diffused the play. And I actually think for all his try scoring records, he was actually gotten better defensively. Yeah, you, know, you think about some of the plays at
0: Bank West, you know, whether the game unbelievable. Alright, he wasn't the only uh, big loss for the Roosters on Saturday night. Lindsay Collins, their prop, has also gone down with an ACL injury. So he's also gone for the year, given their injury uh, injuries already. How big a loss is he in the middle? He's been their leader.
1: Yeah, he has been.
0: And when you relegate So
1: Siwa, Takeaho and Jared Maria Hargreaves to the bench and, and use them as an X-factor coming on, uh, that shows the how well he was playing and the respect that he has within that group. So he's a huge loss for them. Um, I know what you're going to ask me. Are they done? I don't think they're done. They're still going to cause some trouble because they've got a pretty good halfback at the moment. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the challenges that's thrown upon this group now, I think they've had four or five ACLs in the last two and a half years. It's, it's just been a horrendous run of bad luck.
0: Yeah, let's take a look at their uh, horror injury run so far this season. James Tedesco hopefully back for the Roosters this week. Uh, Lockie Lamb, Freddie Lusick also injured. And then it gets more serious after that. Billy Smith, Boyd Cordner, Hopefully back in round fourteen, and then you mentioned those ACLs: Luke Keary, Brett Morris, Lindsay Collins, Jake Friend has been forced into retirement. You just said they're they're not fully done yet. How do they dig their way out of this with an injury list like that?
1: Well, they've still just got class. I mean, Tedesco will come back. Boyd Cordner is rumoured to come back round fourteen, so uh, they're still going to have enough talent to beat the bottom eleven teams consistently. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's a, it's not easy now that you don't have those guys from week to week.
2: When you consider some of the names that have left the team, like the, the fact that they're still competitive, those names there alone are, are a big enough blow. Then you also consider Cooper Cronk in the last couple of years, Latrell Mitchell in the last couple of years. Like this is a complete rebuild of the club. And they're rebuilding it without actually losing their place in the top four, top six of the competition. It's a,
0: it speaks a lot about Trent Robinson as a coach. So is Sam Walker, who continues to impress in his rookie year, I don't know if he's the greatest rookie or he'll have the greatest rookie season we've ever seen, but uh, is he their saviour? He's not their saviour. The, their system and the way that they've built their
1: club is the saviour. You know, Trent Robinson has brought this kid into a system that everyone does their job and they wouldn't have thrown him in there if he didn't think, that he could do the job and on the weekend he was fantastic he came up with some amazing tries like he's first rooster in history to have so five good. tries this in the game so good and that you don't when you see Jared Rea Hargreaves flick the ball like that that's a team that trusts their number 7 and they've been brought up like that since Cooper Cronk went there you know, he demanded that everyone get on the same page and the number 7 steers them around and now he's doing that himself.
2: I think it's 11 tries. assists in five games. Is the record Tim Smith? Does he still hold the record for most tries? assists in a season?
1: What he was at 2005 yeah. or something? Wasn't yeah, it?
2: I think it was a 40 odd or something. So it'd be interesting to see if he gets 40 tries. Yeah.
0: Thanks, David Middleton.
2: <laughs> Apparently. I just, I, I just could have made that up. I'm a big Tim Smith fan, actually. I
0: Hatch think you did school. make it up. With, um, with Lockie Lamb, though, back to here and now, Tim Smith's great Sorry player, for the but he's had his fun in the know. sun. Uh, with Lockie Lamb coming back soon, like Sam Walker is getting targeted every week. He's already nursing an AC joint injury. How do the Roosters manage him, and how important is it that they do? He's only young, and he's got a long future ahead of him. Yeah, he'll be the first choice seven
1: now for the rest of the year, I don't think, unless you know, injury and, and teams are targeting him. and he probably learn a hard one on the weekend. Yeah, if you hook back and Si is coming at you, he probably step back a little bit further. But uh, Lockie Lamb will come back into that side and, and Drew Hutchison's been fantastic. So they've got depth there when it seemed like at a time. And it, it is remarkable to think that the Roosters
0: have lost all those players, still sit fifth and, and potentially you know, going to make the top four. But given those scenes we just saw and he's only had a handful of games, will he need a rest at some point? You don't want to burn him out in his first year and get him battered and bruised. He's nah. still tiny. Yeah, I know. We'll so I you, do you think they'll rest him? Well, Trent Robinson and the Roosters have led the way in terms of concussion protocols and all that,
1: so I dare say that he'll be top priority. They may rest him one week here or there.
2: Notch up the wins, get in the eight, and then
0: rest him towards the back end of the year, give him freshen up. Joseph Suali, Michael, he was 18th man on the weekend. There's been a lot of talk about him and whether he'll debut. Is this the week we'll see him round nine in the NRL? <sighs> I don't want to de- definit- definitively say no, but I don't think so. Because James Tedesco comes back into
2: that team at full-back, which forces the reshuffle on the back line. But they've got Ikevalu there as well. So really, they're going to have to drop someone to bring in Joseph Suwali. So I, I don't think that's the time. I might be wrong. It's Who have they own.
1: got the next five weeks?
2: Well, I think it's round 11. Criticise me for stats, so I'm not going to provide you anything. I think it's round any any 11.
1: Time. I think he plays against the Cowboys. That'll be his first game. Against the Cowboys? Yep. It
0: okay. no, won't be Friday night at Bank West. I'm telling you. OK. All right. It's now time to take a look at this week's casualty ward, brought to you by Chemist Warehouse. And unfortunately, it's stacked this week. The Roosters and their rivals, the Rabbitohs, were the hardest hit. South skipper Adam Reynolds has a nervous wait after seeing the specialist today about his thumb injury. Cameron Murray and Campbell Graham will both both miss a month, while Jackson Paulo is set to miss six to eight weeks. Dragons, Young Guns, Zach Lomax and Cody Ramsey are also facing some time on the sidelines. Like Ramsey, Newcastle's Blake Green has a rib injury which coach Adam O'Brien said didn't look good. In a huge blow for the Sharks, Brayden Hamlin ueli uh, will miss up to eight weeks with an ankle issue, as will Gold Coast Corey Thompson, who also has an ankle injury. Parramatta's Nathan Brown has a hip injury, while George Williams injured his hamstring in the lead-up to their match on Thursday night. Sebastian Chris uh, picked up an ankle injury in the same match. Kurt Capewell has a rib complaint. Marty Tapao uh, we'll need to get through his HIA protocols. Dylan Napa has a shoulder issue and Ben Hampton has a pec issue. Now to the list of players that could be leaving the Chemist Warehouse Casualty Ward as early as this week. We've got uh, James Tedesco, Ryan Pappenhausen and Nelson Asifa solomona Canberra's Josh Hodgson and Jared Croker are nearing a return, while Curtis Sirinan should be back from an injury in the next fortnight. Wanga Blake is pushing for a return from a calf injury, while the Knights need Hedrick Lee and Hamill hunt back. ASAP, given their latest run of injuries, it's stacked. We hate to see it. You should do that like a horse race next week. If it, <laughs> well, I hope there's <laughs> only three horses in it for all of our sake. James Fisher-Harris and with a calf now. <laughs> You've got some injury. Yeah, out some, of the Tigers.
2: some news out of the Tigers. James Roberts, who missed the game on the weekend with that chest-shoulder complaint that he's got. He's going to miss a month of football, so we'll be seeing a bit more of Zach Seney. fantastic scenes. Well, I think we would have seen more of him anyway, to be honest with the way he played. But yeah, James Roberts up to a month now on the the sidelines.
0: Sowie, the Rabbitohs, along with the Roosters, very hard um, hit in round eight. They've already without Latrell Mitchell, who's suspended. Reynolds, Murray, Paulo. Campbell Graham mm. how tough are they going to find this next couple of months given those injuries given their run and given they're uh, going to have a fair few players missing during origin Yeah, Storm Sharks Panthers Eels over
1: the next month so three of the top four teams that they do play and Benji Marshall this is why I thought he'd be the buyer of the year and he's already probably proved it the last couple of weeks is he's going to be able to step in there and help guide them through with his game management and all that kind of stuff they'll give some forwards an opportunity so as much as Wayne Bennett I think Wayne's at a stage now where he knows that this squad's, if they don't win it this year, their window is starting to close. Like it's been pushed open the last three years, but it is starting to close because they need to get over that hump. And um, injuries right now, it, it could be yeah hard for the next month or two, uh, Chamis, but it also could be a, uh, you know, perfect um, balance for him coming back in after a month off.
2: Is this the right time to blood the young kids that they're talking about? That's gonna they're gonna replace Adam Reynolds, the Lachlan Elias, the Blake Taffys? Do you throw them in or is it too soon?
1: Taffy's good, man. He's really good. I, I think that they'll go Ready good? I think they'll go Marshall and Walker in
2: the halves and then have Johnson. But do you blood them in somehow on the Where's bench?
1: Where's Mansour? Is he back? He's back that, soon. He he's list? back soon. I don't know if he's back this weeks. week, but okay. he's, he's back soon. So. Uh, yes, I would blood them off the bench.
0: Yep. Or no, start them. If you're a half, get, them, get in there be nothing worse than waiting as a half. All right, one player who has left the Chemist Warehouse Casualty Ward, we've loved seeing him in action over the past few weeks, his manly fullback, Tom Drabović, and he joins us now. Tom, thanks so much for joining us on Inside the NRL. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. It's been great seeing you back, fit and firing. How does it feel for you to be back over all those hamstring troubles?
3: Yeah, it's obviously nice. Um, you know, it's kind of been the story for me. I've been watching a lot of footy lately, so it's good to be back out there playing. Um, get a few games under the belt and hopefully uh, stay out there, fit and healthy and uh, play some more games. Tom, what was the hardest part?
2: Was it trying to overcome the psychological impact of the injury and getting back into into it? Was the sort of the guilt you felt, mate, that you weren't able to to help the team, given the way they were struggling the first few rounds?
3: Yeah, I'd probably go with with the latter. Uh, It's hard watching your team play at the best of times. When they're not going too well, it uh, makes it all the worse. So uh, That was definitely the toughest part. Um, Yeah, I guess for the on what you said, the psychological battle, it wasn't wasn't too bad for me. I, I know, you know once you, you get your head around the injury, you can know what you've got to do to get better. And I um, have you know, got a very good team here at Manly, so just worked very hard with them. And it's uh, great to be back out there playing again. Tom, what have you seen in the game? Because uh, I watched you very closely, that game
1: against the West Tigers. You're putting people into position, something that Manly have missed. But what have you seen sitting back and watching the team and also other teams?
3: Well, it's obviously a much faster game uh, these days, so... Um, yeah, it's kind of a big emphasis on you know, field position. You've got to win the, win the battle of possession and field position and um, you know points will come. So it's all about building pressure and um, yeah, just trying to win the, win the battle in the middle of the field. It uh, goes a long way to win, winning games.
2: Tommy, we've got a question from one of the fans, a bit different here. Desmond from the Northern Beaches wants to know, any <laughs> chance you'll sit out Origin and focus on Manly, given you haven't started the year for him?
3: Desmond. Ah, um, oh, Desmond. Desmond. Who has a weird name like that? I don't know many <laughs> any people that roll around with that name, but you definitely should be hiding it. Um, but no, look, uh, uh, I'm just really, really enjoying my, my, my back pain, foot and Manly and, um, you know, when Origin comes around the
1: corner, um, we'll see what happens. Tommy, if Freddie does give you the call, where do you prefer to play? Because you can excel in the back five anywhere. I mean, is it centre? Are you going to be able to do a job at centre or wing? Where would you prefer play?
3: Oh, look, it, it doesn't really bother me. Um, obviously played bit of wing there, um, 2018 and then, uh, in the centres there in 2019, which I really enjoyed. So, um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm, happy to play anywhere if you, um, in a blue jersey. Tommy, what about Daly, mate? Obviously a lot of
2: talk around his future at the moment. Has he said anything to you, uh, in regards to what his plans are, all the noise at the moment? What's he, what's he said to you?
3: Yeah, he hasn't, look, he hasn't said too, too much. Um, you know, I'm not too sure what, what's going on behind the scenes, but, um, Yeah, look, we're we're very lucky to have him and um, I think he's got another two years left here um, after this year. So, um, you know, I'm guessing... I'm not obviously not 100% sure, but um, by reports he's staying for another couple of years. So, we're very lucky to have him and, um, yeah, hopefully he does ride it out.
0: Turbo, let's talk about the here and now. This weekend you celebrate Game 100 in the NRL. It's taking you uh, seven years to get there. You're in your seventh year. Does it mean more... To reach this milestone, given the injury troubles you've had over the past couple of years,
3: oh, it's obviously it's obviously nice. Um, you know, like I said before, it's been uh, a, bit of a bit of a rough run the last couple of years, so it's good to I guess celebrate a little milestone like this. But you know, in the end, um, you know, to we a quality Warriors side, so we're going to have to be pretty good to beat them. Tommy, I'm not sure if you're aware, Zach's actually a,
2: a Manly tragic. Grew up a Manly fan, big fan of yours as well. I want to show you some vision from last week, mate. As I said, a, a big fan of yours. Shh.
0: Yes, Tommy Taburbo Turbo. <laughs> Tommy <laughs> is back in a big
3: way.
0: Uh classic stitcher. There's one a week. There's How one it? a week on this show. Have you heard of Tommy Taburbo? He <laughs> apparently goes pretty pretty well.
3: No, I haven't heard too much of him, but I would love to get to know him. He sounds like an awesome bloke. Apparently he,
2: run, apparently he runs around the corso on his spare
3: time, so Wow. Oh, yes,
2: well,
0: let's rein this in. No, there is another Taburbo.
3: Brother.
0: There <laughs> is another Taburbo
3: brother. His name's Ben. How long until we see him in the NRL? Oh, look, not not too sure. Um, he's been playing a bit of a bit of uh, the knock-on effect cup and a bit of under-21s at the moment. So, um, yeah, it's a hard one to tell. Obviously, if he keeps playing some good footy, you know, he might get an opportunity late in the year, but um, we'll just have to wait and see.
1: Tommy, next weekend, I know you got to play this weekend, but next weekend, Magic Round. Why do the players love this concept so much?
3: Yeah, look... Um, Oh, it's obviously an awesome awesome concept and uh, um, having all, all, all games up at uh, Suncorp Stadium, probably one of the, you know, the best stadiums for rugby league in, in Australia. So, um, yeah, it's awesome playing up there in, in Brisbane and um, you know we all look forward to it. There's a real buzz around town, so it'll be a great weekend. Friday night, you take on the Broncos in their own backyard.
0: What's your message to all the Manly fans uh, that should head out to Suncorp Stadium next Friday night?
3: Oh, I'll definitely get out there. Um, not only will it be an awesome weekend, um, you know, I think it's a Friday night game. Uh, I think it's the eight o'clock game, would be, um, you know, I think it's our home game as well. So um, turn, up, turn up in numbers. Hopefully, we can put in a performance for you. Tommy, as always, thank you so much for joining us
0: on uh, Inside the NRL. And good luck in your 100th game this weekend, Sunday afternoon at Lotto uh, Thanks,
3: guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Sure, you head out to uh, Lotto Land this Sunday. Manly are celebrating their 2011 grand final win against the Warriors. You can get tickets to both that match and Magic Round, Brisbane, next week at nrro.com forward slash tickets. Michael uh, briefly touched on daily cherry Evans, just then. What about Mitch Moses and his long term future with Parramatta?
2: Yeah, look, obviously, Brisbane are according Mitchell Moses at the moment and want him to go up there and try and turn the ship at the Broncos. However, the Eels have put a pretty good offer in for him. And, and the question I ask you, Jamie, Mitchell Moses at the point of his career where the knock on him is that he can't take a team to the next step. If he goes to Brisbane, it's purely for the money, right? It's, he's, he's closing the premiership window for a little while. And you can understand someone like Adam Reynolds, the back half of his career, he's won a premiership, he's played Origin. But Mitchell Moses, if he goes to Brisbane, is he doing himself a disservice in regards to what he needs to accomplish as a footballer?
0: Yes. That's all you need to say? Yes. <laughs> Done. Done. He's got to stay. Yeah, he has to stay if he wants to win a comp. OK. You've never been so short for words, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> and he's done. Uh, today marks a new era at Red Hill. They've got a new boss in Dave Donaghy, the former Storm CEO, started today and here's what he had to say on his first day on the job. I think it's fraught with danger to,
4: to think that you can pick up a plan from somewhere else and put it into another organisation just doesn't work you know Storm has it their own way Broncos have their own way you know, Souths, Cowboys, everyone else you know, they've got their own style their own culture their own, you know fabric of their, their organization um, you know we need to do we need to do things our way you know, if we're looking for a sugar fix um, feels good in the short term uh, but long term doesn't deliver sustainable results and um, certainly uh, for us uh, the objective will be to um, uh, to work towards um, a, a plan and, and the pieces around that plan to, to achieve those sustainable results. You were quoted this morning about bringing Wayne Bennett uh, back to the side, to back to this club. Would that be part of putting the places, uh, process in to have Wayne come in over the top of heavy? Oh, look, I, I don't think that was exactly what I said, but, um, you know, um, and, yeah, let's be clear. It was, it was probably remiss of me to, um, to talk about someone that's at, at another club Look, I don't think that's either a priority for, for us or for him uh, at this point. I'll work with Kevy really closely around identifying areas that he thinks in the short and long term that can help uh, help assist and grow the program.
0: Dave Donaghy speaking to media there on day one on the job at Red Hill. Michael, highly fancied CEO, but how big a signing is he for the Broncos?
2: Yeah, it's big. He's a very impressive guy, Dave Donaghy. He's done a fantastic job at Melbourne, but the one thing he's never had at Melbourne is the pressure that's going to come with what's going on at, at at Brisbane you know in Melbourne you can get away with a lot of things not that they had anything to get away with they've been phenomenal for two decades but he's inheriting a situation that's going to be very, very difficult for him. And you throw in the pressure on top of that, we'll see uh, Dave his two colours in, in due course.
0: Right, it's now time to get the opinion from Broncos legend Steve Renoff. Steve, thank you so much for joining us on Inside the NRL once again. You've been critical of the Broncos' uh, decisions when it comes to recruitment in the past. Do you think Dave will clean all that up and there'll be a bright future for Brisbane under Dave?
5: Well, look, you know, I think we're all a bit excited that um, Dave's starting, obviously, firstly, um, you know, he started uh, this weekend, so so for the club, we just want to see him be brave, he's got to be brave, and, um, you know, he's got a lot to handle here, I think, and um, he's just got to make a few decisions, which I think, and that's after listening to the right people uh, within the organisation, and, you know, we can move forward from then. So there
2: are obviously guys that, that Kevi would like to get rid of. It's, it's easier said than done, though. They're on big money contracts and unfortunately some of the other clubs don't want to borrow them or at the price that they're on. You look at someone like Xavier Coates, a phenomenal footballer. Melbourne are interested in him. However, it's, it's probably clear that they need a 6-7 and seven Brisbane. Is yeah. Xavier Coates someone they're just going to have to bite the bullet with and let go just so they can have the money to, to pay for the positions that they actually need?
5: Well, well your, your spine, I think, is, is the priority to any club and we we've just been struggling uh, with six and seven, and even even a fullback, to be honest. So, you know that, that that's what we've got to prioritise. As you mentioned, our spine. If we can get a, a just need one dominant half um, to, to come into the side, and you know that that'll help a lot. But um, you know, spending the money on on coats, uh, that's something they got to weigh up, and that's going to be a tough decision because he'll have he'll have a lot of teams after him. But um, we still do need uh, strike weapons out wide, and he's one of them.
1: Pearl, who is the number seven that you want to see in a Broncos jersey if they're able to get the deal done?
5: Look, I I thought, you know, there was obviously a few there. Uh, Love to see Reynolds. I'm not sure he. there's rumour he doesn't want to really move away from Sydney. Um, That's okay, But, you know, there's DCE. Um, I I think he'd be good to to get back up here. And, um, you know, so he comes back to Queensland. Um, um, So, yeah, I'd love to see... uh, Daly Cherry Evans up here, to be honest.
2: Steve, what about Wayne? How does Wayne fit into Brisbane's f- future? Is that done and dusted? Do you need to move on? Or is there some sort of yeah. little marriage there with Kevy that you can sort out?
5: Yeah, I'm not too sure on the, on the Wayne Bennett situation. I'm, I think Kevy, uh would like to you know, be standalone coach, to be honest. Um, you know, not have a Wayne over top thing. But the thing is, they still get on. And um, I don't see why that would not work. I mean, look at what Wayne did with the Origin team. Um, you know, he brought brought in Mel and all other, you know, different coaches as his uh, staff. So it can work, I think. Um, Long term might be a little bit different, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure on the Wayne situation. I don't know if he really wants to come back here just yet. Um, I think when he comes back, he's probably looking for a retirement, to be honest.
0: <laughs> Pearl. Uh- Kevin Walters, we know he's a passionate man, one of the most passionate in the game. How have you found the scenes in the sheds over the last couple of weeks when he's holding the Broncos jersey that you wore so many times and he's pointing at it, trying to rev up the
5: troops? Yeah, well, that's of neat. I think uh, it has been frustrating for Kevin. Um, I know that for a fact. And oh, it's frustrating for supporters who, who watch the game. But the thing is, I mean, the boys have showed glimpses. that They, they can play rugby league, but it's just these little lapses and... Um, that's something he he knew he had to work on and that that's just the you know what's between their ears and unfortunately that that'll slowly come i mean look dave donny uh, coming on board uh, you know after a win uh, that's a positive so this playing group need to really run with that and, and you know try and carry that good you know uh, the footy I know it was a it was a funny old game with with the point score but they 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 showed a lot of uh people that they can score tries and, and play rugby league. So they've got to do that again.
2: Steve, rightly or wrongly, the criticism of the Anthony Seabold coach Broncos was the players, they just weren't putting in. Can you say that about this team under Kevy Walters?
5: Oh, well, I, I've already seen at this start of the season they, they, their attitudes very different. I mean, they, they've dropped back into that old form that you know they were under Anthony Seabold. The thing is, that, that's the, that's a tough one for Kevy to bring them out of that. But I think they are. I think they're playing a lot more respect for that jersey. And, you know, I see the boys, you know, they're celebrating their tries. And I, I, I just love that, you know. It's a bit of a difference. Um, I, I know there was talk that, you know, this this side's playing worse than what a, a Anthony Seabold coach side. I, I don't believe that at all. Pearl, would you
1: re-sign Anthony Milford?
5: <laughs> um, look, I... On his, on his current form, probably no, to be honest. Um, Sal, so probably straight up, I'll, ju- I'll just say a no. Um, it, it's, uh, I think he's had so many chances. I mean, he, he came out and he did some good stuff the other night. Um, but uh, I, I just think he, he's had so many chances here and um, we really probably need to invest that money elsewhere.
0: This Saturday night, it's the Broncos against the Cowboys. What do you think will uh, be in store for us on Saturday night?
5: yeah oh look it's always a it's a blockbuster that game and it's it's up there and you know that these are the games that we get we get excited about any obviously last week against the titans and uh but look the, the cows are, are starting to find a bit of form so it's, it's going to be a tight one as it always is between the, these two clubs and you know i've backed in, in the local derby uh, i backed brisbane um I, I you know so i'm going to do the same this week i, I think we'll go up there and uh, you know, take the two points away from from the Cowboys, and uh, but you know they, they're playing some good footy as well.
0: Two in a row, all positive news coming out of the Broncos at the moment. Pearl, thanks so much for joining us on Inside the NRL.
5: Now, worries. thanks for having me, boys.
0: All right, it's now time for Hit or Miss. Brian To'o will make his Origin debut in 2021. Jamie Soward. Uh, miss for me. I've got Tupo and Adokar or Turbo, depending on what he wants to do with the centres.
1: Latrell Mitchell will be there, uh, of course, but I just I think he might be a little bit too short for Origin.
2: Yeah, I think I understand that's the, that's the concern, his height, but I'm going to say hit, I think he'll be there. I, I just don't know how you can leave him out. Like He has been sensational in the best team in the competition, Um, and he's the inform winger of the competition, so it's a hit for me.
0: Will he be there game one? Yeah, he will be. Okay. Unless he's not,
2: then I'm going to (laughs) just pretend that
0: I didn't say that. (coughs) Uh, The Knights and Titans will both miss the top eight this year. Hit. Why? Oh, Carlton Ponga needs to play both sides of the field
1: for me. I think that, you know, when Mitchell Pearce is out, they need to lean on him to play that first receiver get his hands on the ball. He didn't do that the other night. He had a great pass, but we didn't see enough of it. And the Titans are just too immature. Yeah, you, know, you can't lead 22-0. Look at them last month and the way that they've played. Uh, after that big win where Dave Fafida scored three tries against the Knights, they've done nothing since.
2: Michael? Uh, I'm going to say miss, part miss. I think the Knights are done. I think the Titans will make it because right, there are three spots in that eight can be anyone like the Tigers are two points out, outside the eight and they've been
0: diabolical for eight weeks so yeah I, I think the Titans are, are the best of a, of a bad bunch so the Dragons Warriors and Titans are now in the eight so the Raiders don't come back in you've said no no, no the Raiders will make the eight okay yeah how big's your top eight Eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> I'm trying to do the maths. On the, on the, on They're like, making the eight. What
2: you the right, do you want from me? Do no. you want me to
0: not answer the question? It, the biggest go- talking point last week was about the two-conference system. So the NRL should introduce a proposed two-conference system moving forward.
1: Um, no, I don't like it. I think you'd need to have 20 teams. I don't think two teams and nine would, would get it done. I want to see rivalries brought back. I don't want to see you know, one conference, totally separate. And, and if you're going to model it off the NFL... You're going to have to have local derbies you know, pretty much nearly every, every second week. So it works, so no for me.
2: I think the NRL should continue to look at it, though. I, th- I don't think we should stop. I think encourage the NRL to keep meeting with clubs and look at ways to oh, maximise yeah, don't revenue. Take it table, don't take it off the table. In its current form, that's being discussed with two conferences playing each other, the winners playing in a grand final. That's what I don't like. I, I still want to see Dragons-Para, Souths-Roosters in a grand final one day. Whether that's once every 10 years, it shouldn't be off the table.
0: All right, Samoa can become the best team in the Pacific under the guidance of Andrew Johns, Matthew Johns and Sonny Bill Williams. Chamis? We'll
2: go hit. We'll go hit. Uh, A lot of the guys in the Tongans team, they've done a tremendous job job for Tonga over the last few years, but the young guys coming through Samoa, Brian Todd, Jerome Luai, Stephen Crichton, I think Samoa are on the way up and Tonga probably other decline a little bit. Andrew Fita towards the end of his career. Um, but in saying that, there's, there's still a tremendous four-pack. for Noel Blake, Jason Malolo. So it, I, I would have wished we could have seen it mid-year this year. It's not going to happen, but maybe the end of the year. It's
1: yeah, for me. Exactly what he said. Yeah,
0: why not? And uh, the NRL should take double the amount of games to the bush, so regional areas in 2022. There's six so far this year. We're going to Bathurst, Dubbo, Wagga Wagga, Mudgee, Tamworth and Coffs Harbour.
1: Yeah, Take every club should take a game each year, I reckon. That's probably the easiest way to do it. So like say a couple games.
2: of Queensland regional games. Hit, same as him.
0: <laughs> you guys. What happened to you guys just fighting and me sitting back having my popcorn every week?
2: You can't you can't and bag the week. country regions. What do you want me to say?
0: No, I want you <laughs>
2: right. No, we, we should play six we should have no games in the country, Zach.
0: It's a mystery. Oh, I was me. out in Bathurst on the weekend and it was a great weekend. Yep.
2: I, I agree. I see how he was right. Once every team should do what Penrith are doing, have an academy set up in that country region. It's the, it's the model going forward.
0: All right, now what I want out of you is your champ or chumps of the week.
2: Here we go. Champ or chump. Can someone remind me who my... No, I'm just kidding. My champs for the week, I, you can't go past Zach Sini. Uh, the scenes at Wollongong yesterday in that corner at the southern end of Wynn Stadium just to see... It, it was like an English Premier League game. They just scored the match-winning goal there. Uh, <coughs> I, I, I to see it. The mullet, not a fan of, but I am a fan of him embracing the mullet because, because a proud... Western Sydney, man. It's it's a trademark Western Sydney haircut. Oh, I love... See how he, you don't like what I have to say. you just
0: walking nah, up. I'm sick of He's had enough. It's my board.
2: segment this week. He doesn't want to listen. No, no, I, I couldn't take it, He, mate.
0: He beat the Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, this whole I love That's everything it. about him and the mullet as well.
2: Ben, I love the mullet. They call him the mullet man from Minchenbury. That's what I'm going with.
0: Okay, and your second champ?
2: Second champ of the week. That, that, well, that one I will need reminding of, actually. Can we play the uh, play the <laughs> Christian footage? Welsh. No, I'm <laughs> joking. Uh, Cameron Munster uh, missed a couple of simple conversions on the weekend. Sowie, you would have been shaking your head given how good you were as a goal kicker, as you've reminded us. Can we have a look at Christian Welsh's comments after the game? Because they were pretty special.
0: What needs to be improved? I'd think maybe our goal kicking. Um, you'd think maybe if you're on a million dollars a year, you can put it through the post, uh, five metres from the post. But you know what? He's, he's working on his golf, so I think he's got his priorities right.
1: <laughs> yeah, that well sounds soon. like this, Pelican. Every time I can kick field goals, <laughs> he beat me in a field goal competition once. Oh, <laughs> we, we're talking about that. We'll get the best And what
0: about your chump of the week?
2: My chump of the week is the vision out of Bathurst. Uh, obviously, the handshakes after the game. Can we please show the vision? Nathan Clear here. Stop it there. <laughs> Look at this poser in the background. Do you just want to be in camera? I get it. You're the face of the game. Hey, I'm going to walk off set now as well. If if can can can. we please put that back up there? What are you actually doing? Like, what are you doing, Sis? I'm doing my job. Like, forget the fact that there was a. It was a butched handshake. (laughs) handshake. (laughs) But you're in the background there, carrying on like you're
1: actually doing something. What I want to know is if. Penrith played Parramatta in a grand final. Yep. What colours
0: are you wearing? Well, I'm employed by the NRL, and they take yeah. over the final series. So hopefully I'll be there. Maybe Who are you cheering for? Much like this. half-half jersey? I'll cheer for the game. Ah, uh, we'll get an final, answer out of him soon. We'll be for Penrith, I'll tell you that much. NRL teams back tomorrow afternoon. At this rate, Michael and Jamie won't be invited back next Monday. But Robbie Farrar... Uh, Brett Kamali and Neve Allens will be back with all the latest team news uh, for Round 9. Will Joseph Suale finally be named to make his NRL debut? Find out 3.55pm Australian Eastern Standard Time before we announce the official lineups at 4pm. You guys, awfully cheeky today. I want you to rein it in next week. We will. I'll rein it in next week. Yeah. All right, before we go, uh, a special shout-out to Jimmy Stavrianos who celebrates 30 years with the NRL. Uh, this, uh, this week. Anyone who's been around the game would know he's a massive Dragons fan. We love seeing him around the game. He's beaming smile. Uh, Sowie, you're a big fan of Jimmy's because he's a big fan of yours. He's been camped outside
1: my house, my new house, weirdly. He knows where I live. So, no, congratulations, Jimmy. Amazing.
0: And uh, Michael is a fair-weather Dragons fan as well. But uh, to all of uh, our viewers, Jimmy, I know you're one of them out there. Thank you for joining us this week. We'll see you next Monday.